That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. More South Coast coverage. Ten News Conference continue, continues with New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell. Nice to have you in, Mayor. You haven't been yeah. in our studio in a while, no, but we've been, had you by Zoom. Been, you've had me by Zoom, but Zoom's not the real thing, Gene. It's great to be back in studio. Well, you know, I had uh, Governor Healy on a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. I brought up your name. Yeah. I said, what's your commitment to the South Coast? You know, when Mayor Mitchell sees you, does he say, don't forget about us? So listen to what the governor said, and then you react to okay. that. All right. We understand are committed to all regions of the state. Uh, when I think about the South Coast, Gene, you know, I was visiting the South Coast, I think, two or three days after I was sworn into office. I was back in New Bedford the other day, spent a lot of time in the South Coast, mm -hmm. uh, love the love the region. And there's a lot of opportunity. But, you know, we're not going to get to where we need to be unless there's true state partnership and state commitment, and that includes the commitments that I've made in my budget. Now, I didn't expect her to say anything else, and I'm sure you didn't, but do you believe her when she says that, you know, I really have a commitment to your region? I have a lot of confidence in her. I've known her yeah. for a long time. We went to college together. I've had, uh, you know, a strong relationship with her over the years, right. and as much, even though I tried in her last appearance here to get to, to tell everybody that this was the her favorite part of Massachusetts. I right. couldn't go that far. Uh, she, I think, is, she understands what we're trying to do, right? We've, she governs the whole state, including Greater Boston, which is living through mm -hmm. a golden age, whether they recognize it uh, or not. And then there's uh, much of the rest of uh, Massachusetts that has to hustle uh, to uh, to grow and to prosper. We're, mm -hmm. we're one of those places. And so uh, she knows that we're trying to compete uh, as intensely as we can for mm -hmm. offshore wind investment. Yeah. That's going well, but the state plays a big part in that. We're trying to ensure that our schools continue to progress, that the state plays a huge uh, part in that as well, mm -hmm. uh, and that our finances are, are stable overall. And, that's, and the state plays a role in that. So uh, I think having that partnership um, is yeah. is is important uh, she's just starting she's saying all the right things and uh you know i, I personally have a good relationship with her so i think we, that's something i'm counting on well how much of this is is fact and how much is fiction that that the south coast has been forgotten by boston it's always been kind of this thing oh they in the fall river new bedford i guess the people in springfield and western massachusetts say the same thing well they how say much of it is true and how much of it's not well they say the same thing right so just Massachusetts is one of a few states uh, in the union that uh, whose capital is also the commercial capital. Yeah. You think about across the country, that's not that's not the standard. And so what happens is, as a result, politics tends to be inward looking. So in Boston, you have pretty much the Boston pretty much the, the center of commerce, the center right. of politics, the center of media for all of the Northeast, or at least all of New England. And as a result, it's sometimes hard for other parts, other regions of the state mm -hmm. to uh, work their way into the conversation. And so I've made it a point as mayor, and this is sort of stylistic on yeah. my part, but I also think necessary to be pretty assertive. And, and, and because we have, we've been able to get a, a fair amount of investment in, into things like our port, which yep. is undergoing a huge rebuilding right now, mm -hmm. a very exciting rebuilding, not like the likes of which we haven't seen since New Bedford was a whaling port 
you know, we're seeing investment in our schools. We're seeing a lot of things that are happening, but it, it doesn't happen automatically. We've got to we've got to be our, put ourselves out there. We've got to make our arguments and uh, and insist uh, on. I don't say equal treatment. We're yeah. not even saying like just give us our due. We're saying we've got thing, good things to invest in. State be a uh, you know yeah. a reliable partner with us. Well, you're grabbing the offshore wind action, and and you're talking about that almost weekly. I see you right. at least one event or another. Right. So you're going to assemble there. You're going to move them out. Right. So, uh, offshore wind is about to be launched in earnest yeah. in the United States. I know that Rhode Island uh, is responsible for the first offshore wind farm. Uh, New Bedford Block is going. Island, not the first right, one. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, but New Bedford is going to be responsible. Uh, we'll have launched the first industrial scale. Mm -hmm offshore wind project. The Vineyard Wind Project will start in earnest in a matter of weeks and uh, it's the first of 17 projects on the East Coast that are in some uh, point of permitting right now. Uh, we're the closest port to the center mass of the uh, wind energy lease areas on the East Coast and so we're, we're really in a pole position and given that we're also the largest commercial fishing port in the United States we have uh, a marine cluster that we are capitalizing right. on and we think that's going to result in more investment over the years and, and, and more jobs. What we're trying to do now is go, frankly, is to compete well. We're trying to go racing ahead of everybody else on the East Coast. I don't make any apologies for that. We're competing as much mm -hmm. as people talk about collaboration these days. We do that too, but make no mistake, we are, we are competing. And I think we've been successful so far, but the, the race is still has a ways to go. You were in the news a couple of a couple of days ago. You lost your bus service up to Boston, right? And uh, that well, kinda... it was announced. It hasn't stopped just yet, but it, it will. You're yeah. right. A couple of weeks. Yeah. Right. Uh, Datco is going to stop service to Boston, and right. that's your only link public transportation up to Boston. Now you're getting the train. We know that. Right. Uh, until you get the train, what's the stop gap? Are you going to give Datco more money, or ask the governor give me some cash to keep this guy going until I get the train? What's the What's the plan? Yeah. No. It's 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 a big deal. It's not as though they're New Bedford. Obviously, is not a commuter town to, to Boston. We're farther away from Boston than Providence is, but there's still, we think there's about 4% of the workforce in Greater New Bedford that mm -hmm. uh, commutes to Boston. And a number of people take the train, excuse me, take the bus for that purpose, the DACO bus. Yeah. And so they're cut off. They're cut off to, uh, from jobs. There are students who go uh, back and forth. They're cut off. They will be cut off in the absence of some substitute mm -hmm. measure. And so we've been having conversation with the state about what's the best way to bridge the gap between now and when train service will start later in the calendar year. And so that could take a number of forms, right? Yeah. It could be subsidizing that code directly. Mm -hmm. It could be subsidizing some uh, other service. It could be a shuttle bus to the end of the existing line now, yep. which is up in Lakeville. But, you know, all these options have to be on the table. One of the things that it has irked me is that we weren't given any heads up about this. Had, had we known six months ago yeah. that this was going to happen, it would be a lot easier to solve. We're, we're scrambling right now, but I, I'm confident we'll find some solution. Just a couple of minutes, I want to hit kind of a lightning round. Well, do you sure. take Datco at his word? The guy says, I'm losing money. And I know the train is coming, so I see the writing on the wall. I hear the train is coming, you say. Yeah, yeah look, it's a for-profit bus service, yeah. right? And so, look, we're not going to expect uh, someone in his position to operate a for-profit business at a loss. That wouldn't be reasonable. Yeah. What, what, but what is reasonable to expect is for a company that does provide a public service to give the public fair notice of his intentions and that that didn't happen but so that's that that's the hand we've been dealt yeah. and we're gonna figure out a solution i just had uh, your counterpart in fall river on uh, mayor coogan he said he's having trouble recruiting police same thing for mayor smiley in providence what about new bedford oh, i know you're talking you know, about a bonus a bonus out there 
Yeah, we've offered a $5,000 bonus, which yeah. is uh, for, for new police hires. It's, it's a, the shortages uh, of, in, of police are afflicting, is afflicting um, to police department, urban police departments all across the United States. It's a city problem, and some cities are having a harder time than others. We're having a hard time. We're down almost 50 officers, mm -hmm. which is a lot, and it's going to take a long time for us to make that up. We've been using police officers more efficiently by doing things like going from two officer patrol cars down to one. Mm -hmm. We've changed some uh, staffing arrangements, but at the end of the day, we're still down significantly. So I, I, part of the problem is a, a cultural one. There just aren't that many young people these days who want to become police officers. And so, you know, some of the messaging has to be about uh, the importance of the position to one's, one's community. Yep. And, and uh, that's going to take a long time. It takes some time to sink in. Well, you're a former federal prosecutor. You're a right. law and order man, so to speak. You spent a lot, a lot of your Who career Who doesn't in that. like law and order? Come <laughs> yeah. on. Well, but you mentioned that it's tough to get a cop. Is that because defund the police Democrats and your own party have hurt recruitment efforts? Mayor Smiley said yes. Yeah, what I, do you say? I, 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 think it, I think it hurt. Yeah, yeah, I think there were a lot of folks who... Um, I, it, it's, it's, so some of... It, it's hurt, I think, recruitment. I think it has hurt retention even more. Mm -hmm. um, there are lots of... Uh, we've, we've seen it in our department. We've seen early retirements, uh, and we've seen transfers to suburban departments where yes. things are less intense. And I think some of it is that there's been a public pushback on uh, police for just for being police, mm -hmm. uh, which is which is a little scary. Um, there's also there also been some cultural shifts when it comes to public service, and you know we're seeing it yep. we're seeing it with teachers, we're seeing it with the, the army. The army had its worst recruiting year in 50 years last year. Uh, so you know, look, I think uh, we we in public service have to continue to evangelize the virtues okay. of public service until until the next generation gets it. A good politician is a good preacher as well. Thanks for coming in. It's nice to see you hey, again thank, catch up. Hey, thanks you. for having me, Gene. All right, Mayor Mitchell. In the meantime, that's 10 News Conference, your number one longest-running political show in southern New England. A reminder, watch all of our interviews on turn to 10com Listen to them on the radio on WPRO, 6 a.m. Saturdays and Sundays.